Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Can you believe it's end of September? So as we come up on the very end of 2021, there's about 90 days left of this year. And you've heard me say this before, but how you end anything is how you start something new, right? How you end an hour, how you end a day, how you end a week, how you end a month, how you end a quarter, how you end a year. So it's like, gosh, how do I want to end 2021? How do I want to propel into 2022? One of our companies that we have, 90 Day Habits, was specifically born out of a pain point that Wade and I had. We realized there was nothing on the market for network marketers to help us stay organized. What are our daily dues? How do I have clarity and focus and track my income producing activities? So over a year ago, we launched 90 Day Habits. And what this is, it's a journal, it's a tool, it's a guide, it's a workbook to help you track your daily dues. We chunk it down into 60 minutes of focus per day. So originally, when we first launched it, we launched it through the publisher attached to Amazon, and we recently came up with an updated hardcover spiral-bound version. We waited five months for it to get here, and it arrived yesterday. So if you want to get your hands on this brand new version, we have a very, very limited quantity just due to inventory. If you want to get the brand new version of the journal, you can grab that on our website at 90dayhabits.co. We also have a brand new product. It's the very first ever 90 Day Habits Planner. It's the only planner made by network marketers for network marketers, and it's for 90 days. So you can go ahead and grab this bundle of both the journal and the planner to end your 2021 strong. Today is going to be lit. Guys, I am so excited for today's guest. I was DMing with this friend the other day on Instagram. She's like, oh my gosh, you're almost to episode 100. Like, What's your 100th episode going to be? And I'm like... I think it needs to be you, actually. Are you free next week? So um, I'm so excited to welcome uh, Lacey Citro to uh, the podcast, to Getting Magnetic. She is a business and transformation coach, an entrepreneur, and the host of the Corporate Dropout podcast. If you guys are not subscribed to the Corporate Dropout, like you need to start listening. It's so good. In July of this year, 2021, she left a successful career in tech, quitting her job at Google to go all in as an entrepreneur. And her story on this is legendary. We're going to go through that today. She's also a wife and a toddler mom to Mila. She's the cutest little almost three-year-old. We love her. And she's on a mission to equip and empower others to leave their corporate grind with swagger. So with that said, welcome, girl. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I can't believe I am the guest for episode 100. It's truly an honor. Heck yeah, 100. I mean, you, you guys know Sandy and I, we, and if you don't know, we don't really like script things, like whatever comes to our mind and gut and heart. We're just like, all right, let's ask that. So, and Alessia's like, all right, so are we prepping at all for this? Like, what should we do? And so we bounce <laughs> off each other. But the first thing that jumps out at me is like, I relate to Alessia a lot because you had this successful career, Google, like on paper, 
people would like kill for that job to work at Google, like high paying six figure career. What gave you the like gusto or balls or swagger to just up and, and drop out? It was really an internal knowing that it was time and then getting very clear signs that it was now or never. I mean, the, the timing honestly was terrible. But when you when you just know and you get that sign, you just got to go for it. Oh. I think we need a backup and like share. So we were guests on her podcast and it was a really fun actually it was a couple episodes, really fun story, but I would love for you to tell everyone, like, take us through just your journey. Like when you moved to Chicago, like how you met that guy at that restaurant that you worked at when you covered that girl shift, like all these like random things happened to like get you where you are today. Like I want people to know the foundation of who Alacia is and how all that happened. And this is going to be story time because this, this story is like incredible. So I want you to just take that away. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version because otherwise, like, I could take up the remainder of the episode and that wouldn't be as interesting. <laughs> so let's see. Where do we begin? I think a good place to start, I have in like my Instagram bio that I'm a master manifester. And it's true. I, I've manifested things my whole life without even realizing that I was doing it because. I just have this inherent faith and knowing that things will work out for me. Even if it doesn't feel like they are, I know that they're happening for me, not to me. So if we go back to my college graduation, I graduated 2008. The economy crashed a few months later. I didn't have a job lined up because I thought I was going to law school and then ultimately didn't decide to do that. So I end up moving to Chicago after a year living with my parents. Worth noting, I literally had saved $2,000 and I was subletting an apartment that cost $700 a month for three months. <laughs> so you can do the math on that. I had no job lined up, nothing, right? Uh, but I just knew it was going to work out. And I, I thought to myself, if it won't work out for me, like it's not going to work out for anyone. Like I always make things happen, like game on. So I ended up spending four years there. I got a job within three weeks of being there. This is 2009, great recession. Like I had friends that had moved to Chicago and it was taking them four months or longer to find a job. So just to kind of put in perspective how this belief in yourself and just knowing things are going to work out really makes them work out. So uh, fast forward towards the end of my time in Chicago, I'd been working in private equity as an admin. And I remember, you know, loading the copy machine and just being like, this is so beneath me. You know, I have a business degree. Like I have, like, there's more for me out there. I know it. It was all great stepping stones, of course, but, um, I really had an interest in public relations. I've always loved marketing, the communication of things like all of that. So I'm working at a bar, um, to supplement my income and I end up taking over this girl's section so she could leave and study for finals. And I wait on a gentleman who owns a public relations firm. And he's there for multiple hours watching the Bears game. Uh, I take him through the beer menu. He was very impressed with my knowledge of beer. Yeah, that's one of my like you know, <laughs> um, things that I'm actually pretty good at. Anyway, he's like, I get the feeling this isn't the only thing that you do. And I said, no, it's not. I work at a private equity firm, but you know, I'm looking to pivot. Well, what are you looking to get into? I said, public relations. And he says, well, I own a PR firm. Here's my card. I'm hiring. Call me on Monday. Getting magnetic. Yep. There it is. Yep. So got into PR, did that for a while. And then it was time to come home, moved to California. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, Thought I wanted to be a beer specialist because again, love beer, <laughs> love learning about it, drinking it, all of that. Right. 
And, um, and that didn't work out luckily. Instead, I landed a, a job in tech and, um, the rest is kind of history. I was super successful doing tech sales for eight years, most recently at Google and just had this like pull on my heart that I was meant to do more and, and really help people and have an impact. And I didn't feel like I was doing that selling uh, cloud infrastructure, mm. which is as, a, a, it's as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you now have a brand, the corporate dropout, you have a podcast, you have all sorts of, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors you're embarking on. Was there a moment or, you know, a lot of people are looking for that. They want that moment or that, that big, like, oh my gosh, it just dawned on me. I'm supposed to do this, this or that. Like, did you have that moment or was it this gradual inner knowing? Like what, what was the push you over the cliff? Yeah, it was, it was gradual, but then there was also the push off the cliff. So if we back up to March 2nd of 2020, that was my first day at Google a week before COVID hits. So pretty awful timing to start a new job. I was working at Salesforce before that, and I loved working for them. I probably would have never left, but the position I was in was potentially being phased out. So that's why I jumped in and went over to Google. So I'm a weekend, COVID hits, the office closes down. Do you guys remember the footage after like the crash in 2008 or nine, whenever it was, when there's like those guys leaving the Lehman Brothers office with like the banker <laughs> boxes full of their stuff? Yep. That's literally what it looked like that day at Google. That was my one and only day going into the office. Everyone's leaving with bankers boxes full of their stuff. And I was like, oh, oh my God, like, <laughs> like this is not good. Mila school closes the next day too. So I had a pretty rough go. If it hadn't been for that, I don't even think we'd be having the conversation because I would still be loving and thriving in the corporate world. Mm. So at the same time, I had started a network marketing business um, about six months before COVID hit. And I had built a really solid foundation, was ready to scale all of that. COVID hits, my team explodes. Like it grows 10x in a matter of like five months after COVID. And so it was through that experience and the mentoring and the coaching. I'm like, I'm really good at this. I love doing this. I love helping people remember this badass that they have living inside, remembering that they're capable, they can do things that feel uncomfortable or that they didn't think were possible. And so I knew I was meant to like have some type of like coaching business or empowerment business or public speaking, whatever it was going to be. And so then fast forward, I'm coming back from a trip to Maui. Um, my husband and I getting our, our new rental property there. We're just like on a different wavelength the whole time we're there, which I think manifested what happened on the plane. But I listened to an episode of you two with Melissa Hinault talking about leaving your corporate job. And I'm like, God, I got to do it. I know it's time. I just wish I had a sign to like really know. And then my seatmate ends up being the sign and verbally telling me, I know that I was the sign for you. That's why I, I knew that we were sat next to each other for a reason. Mm. So good. I love the plane story and I'm going to make you tell it. But um, <clears throat> so this was what, like three, like four months ago, maybe that this all went down. Yeah. Like yep, everything it, in your life has exploded in the past. Like, yep. like, I mean, things have just gone to a whole new level. And we only met Alicia in February of this year. We met through a future a mutual friend and she's become a really dear friend and we love her husband and we love her sweet little girl. And, um, it's like when you make a friend that you're like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Like it's that, you know, where you're just, there's like this, this soul connection and you're like, I don't know if we like were connected in a past life, but I'm pretty sure we were because there's just so much like under deep understanding of like, the way that you share and who you are and like the way you express yourself and everything is like, yep, I get it. I know exactly what you're doing. That's smart. Yep. I'm following it. 
So tell us a little bit more, more like four months ago, you and Jeff go to Maui to your, your new condo that you just bought for this investment property. And tell us like, there was some cool things that happened while you guys were there. Yeah. I feel like this is really cool. We were just on a different wavelength. Like owning a property there had been a dream since we first went together before we were married. We were newly engaged. And the fact that we managed to do this within seven years, like when I met Jeff, I was five figures in debt. Like just so you all listening, don't think that I was born with like a silver spoon. Like, oh no, no. Like this has all been recent that things have like had this great trajectory. So we're just there like relishing in the fact that we were able to achieve this. And like, we were just putting out a different vibe. We were on a different frequency. You you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so one of the things that happened is we were, we worked our butts off the whole week, just getting this place ready. I mean, it was really a dump, like the before and afters are like, <laughs> it's quite the transformation. And so the one day we relax, we're hanging out at the pool and this couple sends us a bottle of champagne. The server walks over. She's like, you won't believe that what just happened. Never seen this before. Like this couple wants to be anonymous, but they sent you guys a bottle of champagne because they just love your vibe, love your energy. And like, basically, you know, keep, keep on keeping on worth noting too. There was a newlywed couple on their honeymoon at the pool. So she was like, keep it down. It's like, they didn't send like the newlyweds. Like you guys have a better vibe than them. We're like, Whoa. You know? So yeah, we were just on a different level. So I, good. I love that too. And I, I think something I just thought of while telling that, like Lacey is telling us she's on a different vibration or frequency being in Maui. And that is so huge because when we are vibrating in that state, we just attract things. We attract resources. We attract people into our life. We attract opportunity. We see opportunity. And I think so often, like as as human beings, we're used to our routines and our rituals and we go about our day to day and their structure. And especially if we have like a corporate job in nine to five, it's like I wake up, I do my thing in the morning, I maybe grab breakfast or a coffee and then I go to work and then I come back and dinner and Netflix and, and bed and do it all over again. We're so used to habit and routine and good or bad habits make or break your life. But as round creativity and around entrepreneurship and around leveling up your vibration, I almost feel we have to change up the usual change. Like our best ideas happen when we take that random one-off road trip out to the desert or go to Maui or whatever. And we're in this like new place. And all of a sudden there's new neural pathways connecting. Our brain is operating in a different state in a different wavelength. And we're like, oh my gosh, and we get this idea. So that I almost, my takeaway from that is sometimes you got to switch it up. You know, if you're pondering what's my next move or what is it, you may not find that out just going through your day-to-day life. You might have to go like, you know what, I'm going to go to that weekend convention or I'm going to go to that coaching thing or I'm going to go to Maui or I'm going to go out to the desert or somewhere just to switch it up because then all of a sudden there's new stuff and our brain is just working in different creative ways. I love all that. So, okay. So you leave Maui and you get on this plane, share the story about like the upgrade, the seatmate, the, like all the things that happened. And cause this was the pivotal moment for you, right? Like you had the buildup, but then you had the sign that was like, I'm doing this like this. It was like this innate knowing and like this deep inner knowing that you were like, I got clarity. I have no idea what I'm doing next, but I know I'm quitting my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so share that part. <laughs> all right. So I have to give Jeff credit or when he listens to this, he'll be like, you didn't get the upgrade. It was because of me. So Jeff has higher status on American than I do. You're you're welcome, honey. Um, So we get to the airport, no upgrade. I mean, it's a full flight. We weren't expecting it. And we get to the gate, we're boarding 
And sure enough, we find out, hey, you guys just got the last two seats in first class, your upgrade cleared, but they're not together. Like, is that cool? Do you want to, you know, do you still want to take it? We're like, yeah, we don't need to sit together. So we're like getting on the plane. We're like, we'll just ask our seatmates if they're willing to switch. And if not, you know, who cares? So Jeff's in row three. I'm in row five. Jeff's seatmate is like, you know, like religious aisle people like they mm. have to be on the mm-hmm. aisle or they have to be in the window. He's a religious aisle guy. Mm. He's like, I would switch, but I got to have an aisle and your wife has a window. Sorry. And we're like, eh, no worries. You paid for your ticket. You mm-hmm. enjoy it. We're just happy to not be in coach. Right. I go back to my seatmate. Same thing. Oh, I can't switch with you because my daughters are next to me and I, I, I got to be close to them. I'm like, yeah, you know, all good. Now I'm not a plane talker. In fact, I, I love talking to people, but I don't want to get stuck in like an awkward conversation mm. Or, you know, just one that I don't want to be in for five and a half hours, especially (laughs) because that's how long this flight is. So put on my noise canceling headphones and I start listening to the two of you interviewing Dr. Melissa Hinault. And then that interview ends. I'm like, God, I need to quit my job. Like, I wish I had a sign. Flight attendant walks up. Hey, what can I get for you to drink? I order a Tito's soda lime. Jody sitting next to me, who's a stranger at the time. Now we text like almost every day, by the way. She goes, oh, that's my drink. Make it too. And so we start chatting and she's like, okay, I have to confess something. I'm like, okay. And what, what's that? <laughs> she's like, well, I couldn't switch my seat because of my girls, but I wouldn't have anyway. I knew when you walked towards me, we were meant to sit together and that I needed to talk to you. And I, I mean, she could probably just vibe too that I was open to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like some people might've been like, what? <laughs> But I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. Like, I manifested this. Like, whatever you're going to tell me, I know I need to hear it, right? And so in two sentences, she convinces me to quit. She tells me she's, you know, top leader in her network marketing company, loves the company, the products, the team, all of it. But she knows she's meant to have broader impact, exactly how I'd been feeling at the time. And so she had started um, a coaching and personal development company, and she was writing the business plan for it while we were sitting next to each other. So a week before this to have our rental property and and mitigate our own personal risk, we created an LLC to put it into. And as an afterthought, I'm talking to our lawyer. I'm like, Hey, you know, what would it be to do one more? I'm thinking about starting a podcast one day and like coaching people and like writing a book. I don't know when, but you know, I might as well just get it rolling. She's like, Oh, you know, just the filing fees. Cause this is like a copy and paste kind of thing. This is easy for me. So this was like an afterthought that I started this coaching and development company a week before. And so I look at her, I'm like, oh my God, you are the sign that it's time to quit my job. And she's like, yeah, I know I am. That's why I knew I needed to talk to you. And then we drink Tito's the rest of the flight back. We (laughs) land in LA. I'm pretty drunk at this point having, um, (laughs) I have to give a shout out to RJ, the flight attendant on American. (laughs) RJ, if you're listening to this, I lost your number. Yeah, I got his number because I'm like, the next time I go to Hawaii, I like need to be on your flight because you're the best. (laughs) But RJ, if you're listening to this, thank you for playing a role. He comes with like these mini bottles of Tito's like two at a time for me and Jody. So like we're having a grand old time talking way too loud, mask off, like (laughs) all that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) So good. So we land and we deplane and I walk up to row three where, where Jeff, my husband is, and he looks at me, he's like, oh my God, you're drunk. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am. And I'm also going to quit my job tomorrow. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, we just went so over budget on this condo. Like this is the worst timing ever. I'm like, I know, but like, it's not going to get any clearer than this. This is what I meant to do. And like, I just got to do it. And I know it's going to work out. 
It's also worth noting, by the way, that we have not rented this place at all, except for you guys and Harley Jordan, because of our property manager and her inability to get this place listed on any booking engine. So now we've just switched it over to someone else. So it's like, (laughs) it's really kind of highlighting like the humility and like, you might think you have a plan when you actually don't. Mm. So um, that's been kind of another mm. adventure and self-discovery. But yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love every part of that story. And it's so true. If you wait for something like the right timing, like you're going to be waiting forever. There's never a good time for anything. So, OK, so you quit your job the next day, right? Like you send an email, you talk to your boss, like she even tr- like offered like, well, maybe we could switch you to like a different position or something like that, right? Yeah, it was like, getting to be the end of the quarter. This is like June 11th that I have this conversation with her. And and I had had a deal that I was working that like me and the customer killed it the day before because we just both knew it wasn't the right thing. And like, so we put it to bed. So her and I are having like the postmortem of this. And after we're done with that, she's like, so how are you feeling? I'm like, not good, man. I, like I'm completely out of alignment. I'm not helping anybody. I'm not living my purpose. Like God did not create me to sell cloud infrastructure. He just didn't. Like I could do a lot of wonderful things with that substantial income, but I just know I'm not using the gifts that I was anointed with. Right. And so she was super cool about it. Super gracious. I finished out the quarter to to your point. She was like, see if there's something else here that you'd want to use. I mean, there's so many things at Google I could have done. And I kind of looked, I'm like, nope, I, I just, I know I'm meant to go do something else. And so, um, yeah, July 7th was Independence Day. That was my first day as a corporate dropout. Wow. So then, okay, you, you're a corporate dropout and you have some clarity around what you want to do. And I think online, all you know, we see and we feel like, oh my gosh, entrepreneurship is amazing. Is it just like super easy and like sunshine and roses like from day one, like in starting or what, what's the, you know, cause this has only been what, four months now, right? What is like the first four months in entrepreneurship been like? And I know, you know, you had a network marketing business alongside Google. So you were familiar with entrepreneurship. I think network marketing is a turnkey entrepreneurship business model. Cause there's a lot done for you. You're stepping into more like you're doing a lot of different things. So what has that been like so far? The good and the bad. It's been so exciting, exhilarating. I mean, stressful too. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's a different kind of stress. Like I was up until three in the morning about a month ago, finishing up my website, which that's not healthy to be up till 3 a.m. But like I was in flow and I was loving it. And I'm like, I would never do this for someone else. Mm -mm. I would only do this for something I'm building, right? So yeah, it's been mostly wonderful and like so exciting and just, I don't know, feeling very in alignment that I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. But like, here's the other side of it. You know, now I'm coming up on, yeah, like month three of fully being a corporate dropout. Luckily, I have this network marketing gig that's, you know, bringing in income to kind of like float me while I get things stood up. But yeah, I mean, if you if you leap off this cliff and you have nothing in savings or you don't have, you know, a path to making an income, like don't jump until you have some level, I don't even want to say of plan, but just of like a net, right? Because here's the thing that'll happen otherwise, like you don't want to get desperate, you don't want to sell out, you don't want to have to like tail between the legs, go back 
to the corporate world, right? Like if you're dropping out mm-hmm. and I mean, I've kind of like burned the ship, so to speak, because <laughs> I'm going to have a real hard time finding a corporate job if I needed one with a podcast called Corporate Dropout. I'm be like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, I'll just go be a barista until things work out if that, if that happens, right? But um... <laughs> So good. Okay. So then tell us how the Corporate Dropout was born and then what are some of the things that you're focusing on and excited about? Like what's coming up for Alicia? I think the main thing for me is I'm just meeting so many people who are in this place of not wanting to work for the man or for someone else anymore because, you know, we want time freedom. We, you know, the other thing too, like our generation is the generation of the side hustle because a lot of the time corporate jobs aren't paying you enough to really build the kind of wealth that you want or provide the level of comfort that you want. And so I feel like it's super timely. I just, it's becoming very clear to me, the more folks I talk to, they don't know how to go about it. So they not only need like the energetic message around how to do this and like how to be in alignment and how to manifest, but they need the tactical, the tactical tips. Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And there's a huge knowledge gap when it comes to business, I think, especially with women. I mean, I have a business degree, right? Like that's what my bachelor's is in, but I was kind of trained to be an employee, not an entrepreneur. So I'm looking to bridge that gap through a number of things, the podcast, a book that I'm writing, but I've shelved. I'll pick that back up um, in spring because there's only so many hours in the day. And then my business partner, Nicole, and I are actually creating a business foundations masterclass that'll be 13 weeks long, having experts from all these different fields come and teach so that you know how to set up an LLC, you know how to file as an S corp, if if that's what's right for you, you know, having a CPA talk about write-offs, having someone talk about branding, marketing, e-com, like all of it, right? Because too many people are kind of like failing forward, which is fine. But if we can shorten that learning curve and set people up for success, we want to do that. So that's the mission, helping as many people join this corporate dropout club as uh, possible because it's stressful, but it's pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing too. Like the world really, you know, you think about our parents' generation is kind of, okay, you you go to work and you work for a company and you're loyal to that and you retire and that's kind of, kind of it. And our generation and the younger generations even is kind of this like, let me evaluate this. Like, wait, hold on. Is this what I want to be doing? Like, and you see a lot more people jumping to different jobs. And like, it's really this search for this purpose or what you really want to do. And oftentimes we jump for this or that for money, but we realize that's not it. And I think the younger generation and things like the global pandemic and stuff have really opened up everyone's eyes, hearts, minds to like, okay, what do I want to do? What impact do I want to make? And there's this surgence of wanting people wanting to become entrepreneurs, work from home, work for themselves, work on their own terms. Like, I don't think we're afraid to work hard. We just want to like, yeah, I want to work for something that I'm passionate about. I'd rather stay up till 3am doing my own website than work till 6pm for someone else. Like, you know, and so in entrepreneurship, you realize I was I was at a wedding this past week. And they're like, how you know, what days do you work? And I'm like, uh-huh, every day. And I'm like, I now get it when I hear Jeff Bezos or whoever be like, Oh, I haven't taken a day off since in the last seven years. And I'm like, what you're crazy, because I used to crave days off in and being an employee. And I was an entrepreneur, you're like, I could chill and watch TV or I could have TV on the background and like get my website to this or push this ball forward. And it's just this whole new world and experience. And I think a lot of people are seeking it and moving towards it and what it has to offer. But 
you realize that, yeah, you got to have that foundation. You you do have to have a foundation. I know Sandy's different. She's like, just burn the ships right away. And Alicia is like, okay, yes, but have a foundation. <laughs> I think it's good to have a balance. But I think what you and Nicole are creating is really cool because, you know, I've had a brick and mortar, like small business. I've had like online e-commerce businesses. I've been in real estate. Like I've had different entrepreneurial endeavors and there's no one that ever like really helps you on what to do. Like you just have to figure it out. And it's a lot of making mistakes and messing up and being like, crap, I should have done that way before I'm doing this step. I'm doing this out of order. Or, you know, there's like a lot of balls dropped and like you just, it's, it's kind of like a constant shit show to be honest, like from the outside, people are like, wow, you get to do your own thing. It's like, yes, but I'm doing my own thing. So it's also really scary because I don't know if any of it's being done right. So I love that you guys are creating like a structure and guidance and this masterclass to help people that are eager to dive in to something of their own, but they're like, I don't know where to start. So I love that it's like other people focused, it's service focused. So if people want to work with you, like they can go through this masterclass or you you also are offering like one-on-one coaching, right? Yeah. So I have noticed through my time in network marketing uh, and my own experience with it, because I had done two other network marketing companies before this third one that has been a huge success for me. And the difference between the first two where I had zero people join me in the business, had like two customers each time. I mean, it was not very successful. The difference was this time I got out of my own way changed my mindset and did the work. And so I've noticed why a lot of people on my team have been successful is because they've done the same thing. So now I'm extrapolating that to a larger offering to people, you know, that are entrepreneurial or even if, even if that's not the focus, even if you just know that you have unlocked levels of potential, Mm. I want to work with you to help you get unstuck. Like what are the blocks and the limiting beliefs and all this other stuff that's keeping you where you're at? So yeah, if, if you are listening to this and you feel like it's time to level up, I can help you do that. And then there's the master class as well. Okay. I love this. Let's dive even further maybe even some live coaching here. Who is your <laughs> ideal client? Like, who is that person? Like, who, if they're out there listening right now, like, who would you speak to? I think it's the person that's just, they, they know that they're meant for more. And there's like this invisible barrier that they maybe can't even put their finger on that's just preventing them. Or maybe you do know what it is, but you just don't know how to get unstuck. Like, I'll give you some common examples of what I see. There's a lot of money mindset issues, people having limiting beliefs around money. And if you feel that way, you are quite literally repelling it and you will do things to sabotage without even knowing. Um, I think there's also a lot of like worthiness issues. People don't think that they are worth this level of success for whatever reason. So yeah, I can. And I'm, by the way, like I'm doing all this too. Like Mm -hmm. I practice what I preach. This is a never ending thing. Like I I've worked with now a couple of coaches and it's all part of the journey, right? Like you work with one, they get you to this level and then it's like, okay, now I want a different perspective to take me to the next one. So like (laughs) just someone who's committed, I suppose, to really being the best version of themselves and knowing that it never stops. Like if we work together six months, like you're not like the best version of you in six months, you're Mm -hmm. on your way there, but this continues our whole life. I love that. And all the highest performers that, you know, we all see or anyone out there, you know, 
your you model after or your mentors or whoever like those are the people who invest the most in their personal development and coaching and different things in their life because they know how valuable it is we know they know they're their best asset and they're not even close to their maximum potential and they you need that outside eyes the coaching whatever to see your blind spots or to help you level up and so it's not the reverse right it's not like oh tony robbins has made it he doesn't need a coach it's like oh no he is trying to be even bigger better i don't even know how you could be but like he has people all around him that help him in all different categories the tom brady's the the all, all the people all those super successful people and so i love what you mentioned too i think with entrepreneurship there is this born versus made, but what it comes down to is a level of belief in yourself. And if if I believe I can do this, that is like the foundational element. And yeah, there's so many mental roadblocks and things we can do to unravel that. But coming back to, you know, the the use, you know, your practitioner, believer in the law of attraction, how has that played a role in your journey so far into entrepreneurship and beyond? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it's a lot easier to bet on yourself when, and this is going to sound cheesy, but I really mean it. <laughs> when you know the universe has your back, like we're contrary to what a lot of people believe. I don't feel like we are here to suffer. Like pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Right. And I don't think that life is meant to be endured, but enjoyed. And so just knowing that, that, um, you know, that I'm a, a child of God and I'm an extension of this creative life energy, right? It's like, I, as long as I'm being true and I'm helping other people and in service and just always willing to learn and do better, I just know things are going to work out. It might not look the way I thought, but like we've talked about, like you don't worry about the how. So, I mean, again, I know it sounds corny, but I just have this complete and utter trust and certainty that that things will work out for me as long as I stay true to that. So good. We're huge believers and lovers and just knowers that the law of attraction is such a real thing, but you have to be open to, you know, receive these things. Like all the stories you shared, like the champagne bottle at the pool, like Jody being the sign on the plane, like all the little things was because you were open to it. And I think so often people are open and so they're shutting off their capability to receive newness. And the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. If you're staying in the same patterns, in the same routines, in the same rhythm. You're driving to work every day the exact same way. You're picking up your coffee every day at the exact same place, the exact same, made the exact same way by the exact same barista. Like everything's always the same. You're never going to open a door to a new opportunity to meet someone new, to stumble upon an opportunity that maybe wouldn't have come your way. And so I think with a law of attraction, like it was something that really got introduced to me probably three years ago through the book, The Law of Attraction. If you guys have never read it or listened to it, I highly recommend. It's by Abraham Hicks, um, who I won't even fully get into like who Abraham Hicks is, but I highly recommend being open-minded and listening to this because it can change. It's like a complete paradigm shift. Like It can change everything for you when you're open to how we ultimately create our reality. So I know right now you're reading Ask and It Is Given, right? Oh my gosh. It's just reconfirming everything I already knew. And yep. it's reminding me of who I am mm -hmm. and who all of us are. Yep. That's one of our favorite books. Wade and I, we, we were at this like very, very delicate chapter of in our business of just like craving like this next level of leadership and working so hard and not understanding like who do we need to become? Like clearly we're, you know, 
there's a gap between where we are and where we want to be. And we need to, there's something like, how do we bridge this gap? And a mentor of ours told us to read Ask and It Is Given and it changed everything. And then all this started flowing to us. Like it just, it was a big switch. And so for people listening, like I would encourage you, like be open-minded, like start, even Abraham Hicks has, there's a podcast called Abraham Hicks Daily, I think. So we listen to those. There's great short little episodes. There's also a bunch of Abraham Hicks things you can listen to on YouTube, but like being immersed in that is how you can attract the types of things like that Alacy has attracted into her life. Like how her life a year ago to now looks completely different. I bet a year ago, if you were, could like see your life and be like, wait, I'm with Sandy and Wade recording a podcast about my businesses that I just launched and my podcast and how I'm no longer in an, empl- an employee for Google. Like you'd be like, that's not even my life, but it's all because you were open. And so I just want to encourage you listening, even if you're super happy with where you are, like it's not like you have to be in a bad place to be open to newness, but there's always room for more. There's always room for growth. There's always room for new connections and opportunities. And so maybe just, maybe just explore that a little bit. And, and I would love for anyone listening, like if something in today's episode inspired you or got your wheels turning or thinking like, gosh, like I would love to have a story like that. Or I know that I'm like meant to have a breakthrough like that or a sign or like take this as your sign. Know that if, if this is, if this has spoken to you and it doesn't have to be about work, it could be about any category of your life, any area of your life. Like the only way something is going to shift is if you take control. And if you are like, I am like, today is the day. Like I am taking ownership of this and I'm responsible for where I'm at in my life. And I'm here because of the choices I've made in the past. And if I want my life to look any different, like I, I got to make moves. So I hope you guys enjoyed today. I hope you connect with Alacia. Follow her on Instagram. There's a few ways that you can follow her. She has her corporate dropout official Instagram account. She has her personal account, which is Alacia Citro. That's A-L-E-S-S-I-A-C-I-T-R-O underscore underscore, right? Two underscores. Um, She's also on TikTok. She also has her website, alaciacitro.com. There's so many ways you can connect with her. Guys, make sure you're also subscribing to her podcast. And we would love to know what was your favorite part of this episode? Like what inspired you? What stuck out to you? Screenshot your phone right now and tag Getting Magnetic tag which one would you like them to tag either one either one surprise me surprise her corporate dropout (laughs) official or alacia citro um sharing is caring thank you guys so much for listening do you have something to say wade yeah so alacia last last question for you and we'll ride off into the sunset so for people out there listening i know there are a lot of people who are in corporate and are like i it's not for me what advice words of wisdom it can be short and sweet and be however long you want would you give that person listening right now I think really kind of meditating or reflecting on what you think you're on this earth to do. Uh, What are the things that you're so good at that you just take for granted that you're good at it? You think everyone is, but Mm -hmm. if you actually asked other people like, no, like this is a zone of genius, really exploring that and then how you can monetize it. And then just being open, like to share a really quick story on, on TikTok, you guys like, (laughs) Friday of last week, I had 20 followers on TikTok and I hired Harley Jordan, who that was a great interview. Go listen to that on their, um, on their show, getting magnetic. She was my coach for three months. Our last session on zoom, she makes me record a TikTok video telling the corporate dropout story and it went viral. 
it's like a three-parter. One has like almost half a million views now. My following on TikTok has now surpassed my Instagram following. And I've been on Instagram for like over a decade. Like it's crazy. And from that, why I'm sharing this, my husband's like, okay, you got to like start making money, girl. Like it's been three months now. Like, where's it at? Like, let's go. And guess what? I have so many coaching discovery calls booked because of that. So like, I didn't know the how, I didn't know you know, how I was going to ultimately make this happen. I just knew that I would and believed it. And now here we are, like the universe finds a way. So find your gift, take action, be open to the how, and just, just go for it. Amazing. Thank you for being our hundredth episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and if any of you are interested in the masterclass too, the links in the show notes, it's Illum Society. It's I-L-L-U-M-E society.com. Join our email list, enter referral code magnetic, and you will get a special, a special offer once we go live. Yay. We love you. Thank you for being here. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. This yes. Great. Thank you. Yeah. We'll drop everything in the show notes and until next time. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.